0: Could it be that time again? Well, what do you know? It is. All right, let's do it. It's another episode of the Lord of the Storm podcast, brought to you by the fantastic EUR version of the Bible, which you can find on Amazon.com. Today, we are in Matthew 17, so grab your Bible and prepare to read along with me. Today, we find out why Jesus turned as white as a ghost. Another Parent Seeks Jesus, and How to Make Money from Fishing, Jesus Style. Let's pray. Father, thank you that you are faithful to meet with us each and every time we open up your word. God, we ask that you would speak to us now, we pray, and transform us by the working of your spirit. We ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Matthew 17. After six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, James's brother, and brought them up a high mountain by themselves. He was transformed before them. His face was as bright as the sun, and his clothes became as white as the light. Then Moses and Elijah appeared before them, talking with him. Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you want, let us make three tents here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, a bright cloud overshadowed them. Then a voice came out of the cloud, saying, This is my loved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard it, they fell on their faces and were very afraid. Jesus came and touched them and said, Get up, and don't be afraid. Lifting up their eyes, they saw no one except Jesus. As they were coming down from the mountain, Jesus commanded them, saying, Don't tell anyone what you saw, until the Son of Man has risen from the dead. His disciples asked him, saying, Why do the experts in the law say that Elijah must come first? Jesus answered them, Elijah indeed does come first and will restore all things. But I tell you that Elijah has already come, and they didn't recognize him. But they did to him whatever they wanted to. Likewise, the Son of Man will also suffer by them. Then the disciples understood that he was speaking to them about John the Baptist. When they came to the crowd, a man came to him, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he has seizures and suffers tremendously. He often falls into fire and into water. I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Jesus answered, faithless and perverse generation, how long will I be with you? How long will I put up with you? Bring him here to me. Jesus rebuked the demon and it went out of him and the boy was cured at that moment. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and asked, why weren't we able to cast it out? He said to them, because of your unbelief. For most definitely, I tell you, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you will tell this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. But this kind doesn't go out except by prayer and fasting. While they were staying in Galilee, Jesus said to them, The Son of Man is about to be handed over to the hands of men, and they will kill him, and on the third day he will be raised up from the dead. They were extremely sad. When they came to the city of Capernaum, those who collected the temple tax came to Peter and said, Doesn't your teacher pay the temple tax? He said, yes. When he came to the house, Jesus anticipated his question and asked, What do you think, Simon? Where do kings collect their taxes from? Their own children or from strangers? Peter said to him, From strangers? Jesus said to him, So the children are exempt. But so that we don't cause them to stumble, go to the sea, cast a line, and take up the first fish you catch. When you open its mouth, you'll find a coin. Take that and give it to them, for me and you. Matthew chapter 17. That chapter was a little bit shorter than the others we've read so far in this book, but there is still so much going on in here. I'm sure it did for you too, but a couple of parts that spark some thoughts in here for me. One, not everyone went up the mountain with Jesus. He only took a few people with him. And why is that? I think part of it is that God is showing us that everybody doesn't have the same path with Jesus. Yes, there are definitely some commonalities that we all share, but Jesus treats us as individuals, and he knows what we need to see and to hear, and what lessons we need to learn. And it seems pretty evident that Peter, although he had just confessed that Jesus is the Christ, he still had some lessons to learn too. Uh, One being maybe don't speak, just listen. One of the uh, things that I still continue to pray is, Lord, help me just to shut up. Far too many times it would have been best if I would have not said anything at all. And often I prayed that just because my mouth has said hurtful things and I just needed to be quiet. But sometimes maybe God is trying to show me something or teach me something from someone else. And it's hard to learn while I'm doing most of the talking. Psalm 46 comes to mind, be still and know that I am God. And this chapter also marks for the fourth time, I think, in the book of Matthew, that a parent comes to Jesus on behalf of their child. You know, sometimes we'll do things for our kids that we would never do for ourselves. I'm sure there were people who needed healing that didn't go to Jesus for whatever reason. Pride, independence, they felt unworthy, didn't think he'd help, whatever it may be. But if those same people, if their kid was sick, they would run to Jesus and plead for healing like this man did. There's nothing in the text that overtly says this, but perhaps God used their children in their lives to bring them into a relationship with him. That might have been the only way that he could reach them was through their children. Another thing that I found a little amusing in this chapter is the whole scenario with the temple tax. Those who collect the tax ask Peter, doesn't your teacher pay the tax? And Peter, in typical fashion, quickly says, yes, he does. Then the text tells us that he goes to Jesus and was about to ask him if he does. And Jesus, I think, had a good sense of humor about it too, because he tells Peter, before he could even speak, to go out and catch a fish. And in that fish's mouth, there's going to be a coin that's enough money to pay the tax for both of them. And I imagine that coin smelled real good too. If I was Peter, I'd been like, here's a stinky coin for your taxes. Happy now? (laughs) All right. um, Now I better shut up before my mouth gets me into trouble talking about taxes. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you relate to us individually and take us on the path that we need to take to become more Christ-like. You know us well enough to know exactly what lessons we need to hear and help us to see areas where we need to improve. So Lord, May we be humble enough to simply be still and listen when you are speaking. Thank you, Father, that once again you show us your compassion and care as you heal not only a child, but even help the faith of this Father by doing what was necessary to reach him because you love him too. Lord, for the one who is listening right now and wondering how they're going to get the resources that they need, may you provide those resources as only you can so that there can be no mistaking that it is you who made it possible, and so that you will receive all the glory. Provide for my friend listening right now, I ask in Jesus' powerful name. Amen. Well, I appreciate you spending this time with me, and I trust the Lord is working in your life as we spend this time together in his word. May God bless you and keep you and cause his face to shine upon you until we meet again next time. God bless.